Welcome to What Grows Together, Goes Together. I'm Chef Diana Smedley of Lancaster Local Provisions, and I'm chatting today with Johnny Cat about this week's market box ingredients, recipes, and all the stories in between. Hey, it's good to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to do another episode of What Grows Together Goes Together. I've missed this. I know. Well, we've switched our format a little bit to make it better for our viewers so they get more information. And because we have so many other projects happening, it just works out for the There's best that. this yep. bi-weekly. There's that. But I think we're sort of on cloud nine this morning. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> You're like celebrities. <laughs> yeah. So any of our listeners are local. Um, Today's May 20th, we're recording at 2021, and um, LNP wrote a wonderful article about us and our partnership with the Lancaster Farmland Trust, which we're just thrilled to be partnered with the Lancaster Farmland Trust, and to be able to get the word out like this is pretty amazing. I think they explained everything perfectly, and I love the breakdown of just like how, how much it costs to save farms, and so everything that we're doing is just, it's perfect. I, I, well, let's talk about it. For so those what are who, we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so um, we have partnered with the Lancaster Farmland, with Lancaster Farmland Trust um, to raise awareness about their organization and their wonderful work and to also help raise money. So let me just read um, what Lancaster Farmland Trust says about themselves. So they are a national leader in farmland preservation. Established in 1988, Lancaster Farmland Trust is a private, nonprofit organization dedicated to protecting Lancaster County's unique heritage and way of life. Owners of preserved farms are passionate about their family's long tradition of working the land and want to pass that down, um, pass that opportunity down to future generations. So I think that's both so dear to your heart and my heart. And um, just in my own lifetime here in Lancaster County, I have really seen the landscape change because of developing farms. And just knowing that, like how much they have done, and how much you and I have seen change, mm-hmm. that it's still there's so much more that we have to do. And I just can't imagine other counties. Like I mean, like again, it just boggles my mind. Like they're saving, and we saw that chart, the map that they had that had all the preserved farms, and they even said like right outside from our warehouse in a two mile radius, was it fifty? Fifty preserved farms. Fifty preserved farms, but there's still so much more that we can do. Well, and just for a larger picture. Lancaster County, they're a national leader, the Lancaster Farmland Trust, because Lancaster County has the most preserved farmland out of any other county in the, in the United States. And 25, Johnny, you don't do that. 25% of working farmland here has been preserved by the Lancaster Farmland Trust. So it's pretty cool. It is. And again, that we're, that we're leading, it, we're, we should. We're the garden spot of the country. I mean, we have such a variety of, of different veggies um, that are grown here and consumed here, but mostly taken away from our county. So it's great just to see like if we can get more of these farmlands saved. Because once they're gone, the soil, once the soil's gone, it's gone. So, but what are we doing? This is the that's yeah. The what are we doing? What so we I'm gonna doing? interview our wonderful friends at the Farmland Trust soon for another um, episode. But for what we're doing is we're doing this great program that we just rolled out called Cook a Meal, Save a Farm. So basically, you know, we do our fresh grocery delivery, we do subscription market boxes, but we also do meal kits and recipe bundles. So we decided to make it really easy for people who maybe don't love cooking at home all the time, um, but they might just want to cook one meal. 
So our cook a meal, save a farm meal kits are great because all the proceeds go to Lancaster Farmland Trust. They start at $35 and they serve two to six people depending on the size of the, the meal kit. And so we had our two most popular ones right now. We're adding a new um, meal kit every week. So it's gonna be a four week sort of rotation. So if something sounds good to you, order it before it's done. <laughs> You'll have some time. It's not like it's like it's not a one done, one week and it's out. It's like it's like she said, it's rotated out like as we bring one in, one of the older ones go. Yeah. So we have this amazing Mediterranean meatball flatbread dinner, which I love, which is so good, which has one of your favorite products I know. in it. <laughs> it's, del <laughs> it's it's delicious. So I mean definitely get look at it. I mean the picture even is like Mouth-watering. Well, and it's so easy. It's just, it's a beef meatball with um, what you need to make a yogurt sauce. You get most of the ingredients, and then I tell you what pantry staples you also need to create. But we also have, like, the amaranth gluten-free flatbread, which mm -hmm. is delicious. We have our Sunny Harvest lettuce mix to fill in the flatbread sandwich. It does go in on, you can also use that, well, it's the Salanova. Oh, the Salanova <laughs> mix. I'd like to say it. Uh, but you can use it on any kind of flatbread or even pizza crust then, too, yeah, correct? Totally. So. And then um, this week we just launched, because it's grilling season, it's so hot out right now. I think I'm gonna do a rotating different burger all the time. Um, we just have a regular plain old cheeseburger, which is delicious with Rooster Street um, burgers. And which it's still not plain, it's still upscale, kids. This oh, is like, yeah. I was gonna, like, she's like <laughs> these are delicious burgers. So. And then we have um, Tom's Bread's brioche buns, which are just the best mm. brioche buns, best thing to put a burger on it. Say goodbye to potato rolls, these are what's up. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And then we have KVH cheddar from PA Noble Cheese. Which, uh, say goodbye to any other cheddar after you try that, because like you, that's <laughs> I'm addicted to it. And then of course sweet onions, so I recommend you know grilling those up, but some people like them raw. So those are our Save a Farm meal kits, and we'll always um, have them. And as I said, it's about 50% or about half of what the retail price is that goes to Lancaster Farmland Trust. But if you just want to donate, we also have a donation um, area on our website as well. So um, we're just excited to, to grow with them and just to get the word out. So I'm so thankful that Ellen P. Um, Paper wrote an article about our partnership because we just want to get the word out and we want to help raise money for farmland preservation. So you can still look at that online at Lancaster Online then too, but also Central Penn Business Journal is just coming off that big high of everything, like all the stuff that's been going out. But anyhow, uh, the boxes. The I mean, boxes. Well, let's boxes. talk about the like, star I mean, ingredients lately. Oh, yes. I know we've passed out. Uh, we haven't been able to talk about them. You want to start <laughs> off with Broccoli Rob. Yeah. Which I just... Uh, Tell me all about it, Johnny. <laughs> well, I mean, again, everyone's thinking like Broccoli Rob, Broccoli Rapini, you know, all over the place. Broccoli Rob is... They look like little mini broccoli, but they're closer actually to uh, turnips. Is the is, it's relative, isn't it? That's who it's it's closer to. It's not related. Yeah. It's, they're in the same family, but the best way that I do it, and you taught it this way too, blanch it just really fast. It just helps. It's a little bitter, but that bitterness when you're adding it with sausage and when you're adding it with other stuff is. Oh, just, I didn't blanch mine. Oh, I blanched mine. Oh, okay, great. Just really fast, and then I yeah. sautéed it with the sausage because you. I mean, to well, me, what's but, blanching, Johnny? Oh, now we're going down that path. <laughs> blanching is where you have hot water, cold water, cold water with ice in it. You quickly take your veggies, put it into the boiling hot water, just maybe like a minute, two minutes tops, and take it out really quick. It's 
usually it changes the color to like bright green. bright green and then quickly like shove it into the cold water bath and then the idea on that one it kind of taps taps down in this case in the broccoli rob the um bitterness a little bit but when you're sauteing that the bitterness just lemon juice will help like play with it then too well blanching also keeps the bright green color yeah it makes it pretty so you yeah. get pretty get it the Again, like just it's you do it for a lot of veggies. You've done it on other stuff yeah, too. Yeah, I do. I, it's sort of a fussy thing. So this week I didn't roll for that recipe, the grilled broccoli robin sausage. Right. Recipe. I I charred my broccoli in the pan, my broccoli rob. Oh really? Okay. And then I combined it with the sausage. Okay. I like. That's how I learned to love broccoli. And even though broccoli rob isn't related to broccoli, <laughs> um, I love charring things inside especially like in the winter time when you can't grill and it was really cold that week so i didn't it gives you that flavor of the outdoors bringing it in yeah again with broccoli rob you'll eat everything on it there's flowers all this sort of stuff it's a fun looking dish and and like i said it goes perfectly with it just make, adds a little bit of complexity to a recipe um and it is so full of nutrients all the stuff that it seems all the star ingredients food is full of nutrients it's so Johnny. full of nutrients and <laughs> it just like helps you out more like, vegetables. <laughs> which i have been thanks to you i always say like chef diana curates my box and she makes sure that i'm getting like the stuff that i haven't eaten in the past and now i need to eat but so that's broccoli raw oh so that, can we talk about the sandwich though because there's this like fa- so philadelphia oh, yeah. is famous for you know philly cheesesteaks but there's a huge italian area or population also in Philadelphia um, and in Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh. And so there's this other delicious sandwich. It's like a roast pork sandwich that has like spiciness on it and um, broccoli rob. It's so. so good. It really is good. And the cheese, actually. Usually they do like the... And the cheese on top, yeah. Yeah. But so, not like that. It's This is uh, usually a hard cheese or like provolone. Yeah, like a prom- parmesan, or parmesan or a provolone. So I sort of did that, but I skipped the bread. So I had like a sweet Italian sausage and I put extra hot peppers in there. I did a little lemon juice to cut the bitterness. And with the cheese it, on top. Add it with some of the Vera pasta too, man. I tell oh, you, you put it on pasta. Just, yeah, just take it like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Love so it. there you have first star ingredient of the week that we had to cover. Oh my gosh. Our second star, red radishes. And let me tell you, yeah. I'm going to definitely from here on out, eat as many like red radishes. And I know, you know, my heart belongs to watermelon radish, but even so they're in the same thing. Radishes people are the best things for you. They fight so many of the illnesses that affect people. I, I, it blew my mind. I, well, I really would have did. given you extra red radishes yesterday if I had known your passion for the radish now. And the nice thing is he, like, taught me, like, everything is, like, either, like, all right, so you can't use it, like, you know, t- taking off the tops of the radishes. Mm-hmm. You can throw them into a salad or, all right, so they get a little wilted. You know what? Make it into a pesto. So everything becomes a pesto, which is one of the ingredients. <laughs> I know. I really like a green sauce. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, really like I mean, it works perfectly, though. That's what I love about it. It's just... and. And again, the nutrients in both the root as well as the greens. It'll blow your mind. Look over at the, the blog post on Chef Diana, uh, kitchen.com and go down to the star ingredient and just read up on it because it's so full of different... I mean, it's like it's like a rock star of antioxidants, uh, health, like new, healthy properties. Uh, so... Yeah, there you have it. Red radishes, the best things ever. And cooking with them. Remember when you did the Google, like, through the recipes for the, the radish recipes that Chef Diana has on? Because, like, you've had, like, so uh, many. We had done, a, like, a galette, which is a rustic mm-hmm. tart, and you could use the red radishes in that. Yep. Um, 
this week I did two really cool recipes. I did radish top pesto pasta. So if you know me, I make a lot of pestos and a lot of green sauces because we have all these greens left over from root vegetables that um, I like to put to good use. So um, radishes are related to arugula. So you'll see the leaves will look very similar to what arugula leaves taste li uh, look like. And they also have a peppery taste to them. So um, I didn't have arugula this week because I took it out of my box. But uh, so I cut my pesto with the basil bunch that we had. Right. But you could put in kale, you could put in arugula, you could put in any sort of um, green that you would make into a pesto. I'm doing a trio. It's funny you said that. I'm doing the kale, the basil, and the the Perfect. radish tops. Because it'll have different flavors mm -hmm. in it. And I put this is um, a trick for my mom, who she learned from Mrs. Dagon Alley, who lived <laughs> in Italian New York, that she would always put a little bit of um, cream cheese in her pesto to make it creamier. So I really? put, yeah, so I actually put goat cheese because I had goat cheese this week. But yeah, so that helps get it creamier and a little bit because there's bitterness from the leaves of right. the radish. So it I would put a little bit of like a sweet cheese, like a ricotta or a cream cheese or, or a chef in there. Folks, there you have it. That's another, <laughs> that's, a pro, that's another game changer. I haven't done it, but just like hearing you explain it, it's like, oh my God, that makes sense. So, so I don't always do it with my pestos, but this one I did because I knew I was making it into a pasta dish. And then I, of course, roasted the red radishes themselves. Radishes, you know, if you think you don't like radishes, you might not have had them cooked because they are pretty peppery. And they mellow out when you cook them. And they them. mellow out when they cook them. Yeah. So I just, I cooked them separately and that was sort of like my meatballs on top of my pesto pasta salad. The other it's, neat thing, and it's gorgeous located. Well, it is, especially like when we had the French ones. Oh, the oh, French yeah. breakfast ones are just like, and it's funny because she did a breakfast dish with them then too, the, the radishes. I did? I thought you did the breakfast, you did a hash. Oh, I probably did. Oh, you did. You always like come oh. up with like crazy stuff like I that. I'm like, I'm like, I gotta try this. And then it's like, oh my God, this is good. And the red radishes right now were in the, the one red radishes, typically are your spring and summer ones. They're grown really fast, four weeks for it. They also plant radishes. If you have gardens at home, plant radishes because it actually attracts a pest from away from your other prized plants, especially tomatoes. Yeah. I learned that too. Oh, I should get Gabriel to, well, we have all sorts of companion I was gonna plants. say like, yeah, you have companion plants galore out there. Well, here's a little anecdote. So as a kid, I hated to shower. Like, I really didn't like showering. I have eczema, so it always really hurt Okay, me. gotcha. And so to sort of entice me, mom found this um, series of books called Mrs. Piggle Wiggle. So if you have kids, the Mrs. Piggle Wiggle books are so wonderful. Piggle Wiggle. And there was this one story about a girl who wouldn't shower. And so she kept getting covered in layers and layers and layers of dirt until she was covered and you could only see her eyes. Mm -hmm. So Mrs. Piggle Wiggle uh, planted radish seeds on her. And then she grew radishes and then decided it was time to shower and then she ate her radishes. So as a child, that was sort of like my radish experience was that story. Okay. I, <laughs> I'm, yeah, okay. Speechless. I'm speechless. I'm, it's like, I'm like my radish store doesn't even come close to which is like always, I never knew the, till I actually, even growing up and stuff, I never knew the truly like become knowledgeable about radishes to you i mean just all the different radishes and stuff that are out there so definitely again you need to get radishes into your life don't grow them on you just grow them outside in the garden <laughs> well and then i made sort of i didn't know what to name this recipe i made i call it a kitchen sink salad for may um i wanted to figure out what i was going to do with these ingredients in my kitchen so i had cooked brown rice that was left over i had mushrooms 
I had the tendita lettuce heads, which weren't exactly as big as I wanted them to be, so they weren't really cups. And then I had radishes. So what I decided to do is sort of make a marinated pickled salad with everything. So I had my cooked brown rice, then I um, sauteed my mushrooms, and then after they were cooked, I tossed them with maple syrup, so they got sort of a a little sweetness to them. Okay. And then while those things were cooking, I tossed my lettuce with red wine vinegar and oil with um, just raw radishes that I matchsticked cut up to like little french fries. And so those sort of got a little pickled, and then we had the sweetness from both the rice and the mushrooms, and it all came together really well. So if you're obsessed with the radishes, I would give that I tried. All right, so did you just post that this week then? I did. Okay, you need to check that out. You were like going to like try and do like a salad that was like going to change, like kind of like that along the Yeah, line. so that's maybe my May salad. It's nice that we got enough greens and it, the, just a different, again, you can have this complex salad. Well, I think this week every recipe but one was a different salad because we're in like green season. <laughs> but I don't want people to just think that like salad is mescaline. With, no, like, no. the salmic dressing. Exactly. Especially so. with the salad dress, the salad greens that we got in. Because we had the Salanova. Yeah. We also had the arugula. There was also tendita, which, uh, again, the tendita is along the lines. I want to call it, like, a close cousin to the... It's the a gem lettuce. Gem. Yeah, it's a gem lettuce, but it's, like, more compact, whereas the gem lettuce is a little bit more like whoa like i wish you could see my hand gestures right now like it's it's well i would say it's more it's more crisp like a romaine mm-hmm. less than the little gem but for the little gem i did a very fun recipe yeah, a little gem. and i the little gems if you've not gotten those or tried those you need to like order them when we have them in the marketplace because they are the uh, richard adores them well, they're just, just fun to eat it's just like they, well, don't I mean, we love like small food but they have really good flavor well too. i love it like also because i use your your washing technique where you cut them up into quarters yeah. and then you rot wash them and then you wrap them like up into the little okay, like, like the little pigs and blanket exactly and then you have like it, it makes salad a little more special because then you just get like a half of the head mm-hmm. you dress it with whatever things and it just makes it more of a um an experience so you use that with the the yogurts the caesar dressing so with the... yeah i mean one of another childhood memory you know we would always go to the belvedere inn for like special occasions it was my grandma's favorite restaurant and my cousin and I, we were talking this week about the like grilled Caesar salad because we would always order that and that was like the highest cuisine I would eat. Like it was such a big deal to like get a grilled Caesar salad. <laughs> it was like like the coolest thing that we could do. <laughs> so I've come a long way, Johnny. I was gonna say like some of the recipes you come up with are like, all right, so that's, all right, okay. We gotta get to the start somewhere, so you know? What do you mean some of the recipes I make? Your recipes are all like upscale or like exotic and stuff. Oh to me. well, yeah. Well, this is. And well, now, like I'm saying, like it's like, well, the grilled Caesar did it for you, but again, that's what we're younger. Well, I was probably ten. So. All right. Well, then, yeah. All right. I'll, <laughs> you got a pass there, then. Um, but I wanted to make a vegetarian Caesar dressing sauce. I don't really like anchovies, I and I know a lot of our members are vegetarian or try to eat more plant based. So, and I, you know, I like mayo. I don't love mayo. So that's why I use the yogurt because I'm obsessed with the Fiddle Creek yogurt. Oh, I am Everyone too. I, seriously, another plug for them, Fiddle Creek yogurt, guys. <laughs> it's out of it's out of control. It is. And it's nice and thick. So I did that with the chives, and I had some spring garlic left over. And uh, instead of anchovies, I you could use uh, capers, but I just chopped up some pickles, pepper, more garlic, lemon, lemon juice, and I just spritzed it all together, and it was delicious on my grilled Caesars. And then I used my chai flowers to get all fancy and. Speaking of the chai flowers, do we eat the, the flowers yeah. or no? Oh, we do? 
Okay. I baked them. Well, speaking of chives, we also had a goat (laughs) cheese and goat cheese, goat cheese and chive biscuit recipe this week. So I actually cut up the. I sort of separated the flowers for that too, so that you had like little flower buds all over the place along with the chives. So you can eat the flowers. I put them in salads too. I see, and I. Yeah, okay. I just used the chives. I didn't use the heads. And what's really wonderful, one of my good friends, Marcia, she's um, a FODMAP eater, so they can't eat any, um, most alliums, they upset you, like garlic and onion, like it could really upset your stomach. Chives are okay, and you still get a light onion flavor. So if you're FODMAP and sort of miss onion and garlic, chives are, are I mean, check with your doctor, but they're they're an okay thing to eat, and they'll still give you that slight onion-y flavor. Oh yeah, I mean, because that's what I used last night in those uh, the dishes I told you about, and you got that that flavor came through nicely. So yeah, I, and they're so beautiful. One of our oh, members, <laughs> she has a little girl, and I I love their unboxing videos. And Gab's just like brought the flowers out of the box, and she was like so excited that she got flowers in the box. Everyone got flowers this week. Uh, they, they were gorgeous. Chai flowers. <laughs> well, yeah, and like I said, just the whole blend. Like Richard was like torn between each one. He goes, "Wow, those are really, they're really pretty." And the yeah. the chives were so crunch. They're different from any other chives that I've had because they're fresh. They're fresh, exactly. We don't get fresh like that. So, well, I get fresh every so often. You're always like, fresh. I'm, I'm always Johnny. fresh, but. Yeah. All right, well, so we have red radishes, Dan, or what else do we want? Well, I also want to talk about the basil chimichurri sauce that I made. Yes, that was from a Did couple... Did you try it? From a couple of weeks ago. Did you try the recipe? Not yet. Do you like chimichurri sauce? This is going to be another one that, like, I will do simply because you tell me, like, Johnny, you need to try You're it. You're going to become obsessed with this sauce, Johnny. Okay. It's, you know, it's the South American cousin to a pesto. Right. So, of course, I had to make it. So it's a looser, it's a, it's much more oil than you would put in a regular pesto. And it's, um, I believe it's origin is from Argentina. And Argentina so is a really beef heavy yeah, area. Yeah, okay, gotcha. So any grilled beef, you can then serve with the chimichurri sauce. So all you do is you, you chop up your garlic or your spring garlic or okay. your shallot or your onion very finely. You let it soak with some red wine vinegar to sort of cut the, the sharpness. And then you just finely chop the basil. You don't blitz it like a pesto. Hand chop everything together. Add some hot pepper in there for yourself for a little heat. And it is so delicious and so tiny. The week that I, I got extra basil this week just so I could make the chimichurri again because it's just so good. And usually it's made with parsley and a couple other greens. I try not to like subscribe to like, okay, basil just needs to be like basil pesto with right. Parmesan cheese. Like you can. Well, you go play like around. yeah. You that's what you taught me for the pesto, just pulling me <laughs> off of that. So, so you should try the chimichurri, especially with right, like. Do beef. I need the whole? Can I separate my bunch? Because remember, I was going to put that in with my pesto. Yeah, you but can just I can make like a half. half and half then. Okay. Yeah, and I I use the stem too because there's a lot of flavor in the stem. You just have to chop it up finely. All right. That'd be well, good you then. throw away half of the basil bunch if you don't use the stem. This is true. So I just think that's a waste. It but is. that's my own. I still had to like try that one like where you like the technique that you taught me about like stripping off kale then. Oh, well, let's talk about the massage kale salad, Johnny. Oh, well, no, look at that. What a great <laughs> lead in. And I didn't even, like, look at that. <laughs> so I need to do a video of how to massage kale. I think you do. Yeah, because that's some people don't understand that that's what actually changes. Yeah. Like how you might feel about so kale. So let's talk about kale. Yeah. 
Let's talk about your love of kale, John. My love of kale was non-existent before uh, Chef Diana came into my life. And since then, it's it's changed, actually. Like, I've started off, it's kind of like wines or beers. Like, you start off with a certain type, and you move your way back to, like, another one that might, at first, you would never try. So with me, I'm actually going back now towards the regular kale that I never really liked because I've been putting that into different things now. But she started me off uh, just with like the baby kale, and then uh, the red Russian, or Russian red, and then also with the lacinato, the lacinato, yeah. the uh, black. The dinosaur husband, kale. The dinosaur kale. <laughs> so, and, but again, and I've had like, you know, other chefs that like will do it and they'll do the macerated salad, and then, but then they're always adding this other stuff to it. You got me to try kale, just kale. Like, you know, as kale. kale. Delicious kale. Yeah. And at each variety has different textures and flavors, and it's so good for you, especially good for women. It it's really high in iron, so I try to eat as much of it as I can. And it's one of those, it's one of my ac veggies, like that, where it gives you the veggie, the, the vitamins, I mean, that A, C, and K, which you actually need the vitamin C to, like, be able to um, absorb the K, absorb right? the, the iron, actually. Or the iron. Sorry. And so that's perfect, because it's all in together. It's like it's a compact plant. It has it all, so... It is very healthy. So what I do, this is a trick that Gabriel taught me, is oh, you really? take your stem. Well, he was the one who really made me be like, okay, you can do this. Because he used to, when he um, lived communally, he would make like oodles and oodles, oh, oodles of kale. Of kale. So, <laughs> so you don't want to like use You have to diet. find a really fast yeah. technique to get that kale <laughs> so in So like you turn the stalk upside down so the leaves are facing your countertop. Then you just sort of cup around the stem and just sort of shoot your hand down the stalk and that should remove the most of the leaves off and then I just hand um, rip them into small bite-sized pieces. But then you just simply massage your kale and this, if you don't think you like kale, try this technique because by massaging it, you're breaking down the fiber so it's much easier to eat and it's much easier on your digestive system. Mm -hmm. So that's great. So uh, you use some sort of acid or salt just to massage your kale till it's about a third or a half smaller than what you started with, and then you just dress it normally. But remember that you did use salt or acid when you're when right. you're dressing it. But I, I I eat massage kale salads all the time, and Deb from Fig that was like out of all the recipes that I put out, that was like one of her game changer recipes. That she fixated on. <laughs> yeah, because I asked her, she was like, "What?" I said, "You know, what was the best um, Chef Diana recipe?" And she's like, "The massage kale just changed my life." So. <laughs> It's kind of funny. I mean, some of the exact, some of those like the tips or the techniques or the mm -hmm. recipe that just you think are just like, well, it's just it's easy and it's like it's you know. Well, that's why I do what I do, Johnny. You know, this is how the whole Johnny journey, the whole Johnny, the whole journey started was by me trying to show just my friends how easy things like this can be, and how cooking doesn't have to be fussy. So it definitely, like, exactly, get that salad recipe then and get the whole, like, technique. And again, Chef I'll Diana. I'll do a video soon. Yeah, you have to do that. ChefDianasKitchen.com, that's where you go to find it. Well, let's talk about rhubarb, Johnny, your favorite. Is it <laughs> a vegetable or a fruit? Um, it's, technically, it's a veggie. Right. But it's so similar to fruit that they actually, and you pair it so often with strawberry that most people just think, like, you know, the color, all that stuff is there for it. I was never a big fan of rhubarb growing up. My Tell mom, me your rhubarb story. Well, the mom would always like just, it was just bad. It was just like better. God bless you, mom. But, you know, it was bitter. Um, never quite got the flavor I wanted. And I thought, well, you have to pair it with something. Why the heck do I want to do that? And then for years, Kitchen Kettle um, wanted me to be a, a 
judge of their rhubarb of the rhubarb baking cook-off and I'd be like, why me? And Lisa Horn said like, well, Johnny, if you don't like rhubarb, you're gonna really like, if you like these recipes, then you know, like what's the best one? Like that's <laughs> so the point. So it's your so. dislike of rhubarb that really right. so, qualified but, you. But again, every year I usually go out to Chicago at this time. This is when they have their, their rhubarb festival. Well, the one year I passed on going out to Chicago to the food show and Megan stayed in the area and said, hey, Lisa, I'm going to take you up then. Like, you know, like, we'll be there for the festival. And she goes, great, you're going to be a judge then. And I was like, okay. So I think it was between 50 and 60 recipes wow. that we had a sample. And they were, like, all over the place. And, um, yeah, I started liking it. Now I still have to, like, learn how to cook. Like, I'm going to do the, the, the rhubarb shrub that we have. Yeah. Uh, I love rhubarb shrub. I made so much last year, and I, like saved it into the winter well i think that that would actually be something that would be i think a shrub would be perfect for like rhubarb would be perfect to make a shrub just from the ingredients that you put into a shrub yeah so all you do is you macerate rhubarb with sugar so i'm doing like a quart of rhubarb to two cups of sugar or a cup and a half of sugar depending on what you want macerating is just letting fruits juices um, sort of leach from the cut fruit naturally, and sort of, the yeah, <laughs> and then sort of combine with the sugar to make a, a nice syrup. So I put that in my window for a day or two until all the sugar is dissolved. And then I add in about, um, half the amount of sugar that I had put in. I put half the amount of that, um, of red wine vinegar. Okay. Let it sort of chill out for another day. And then I stick it in the fridge, let it sort of marinate some more. And then I just strain out the rhubarb and that's my shrub. And so, but you do it to taste, so yeah, you want it to be more... The, 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 the vinegar is, is crucial for because that's the preservation. And honestly, that's what the colonists did. The reason why they made shrubs is so that they could keep the fruit and veggie juices um, throughout the rest of the year then, too. Mm -hmm. So. Um, and you were... Well, at our ribbon cutting, we, uh, we were slaying some wonderful shrubs. Oh, we were. Christina Mazer Company, they make these delicious shrubs. So we had those at the event, the Red Raspberry Shrub, which is award-winning and is should be because it's so delicious with um prosecco that's my favorite way to enjoy it that's why she had i was having it with an ipa so <laughs> with a new england style uh ipa it's perfect i mean it goes great with like any of that it's it's kind of like a take on a shandy i was trying to come up with a fun name for it because like shrubbier or but anyway like i said like let's get shrubbish or like you know, shrubbish this is what johnny loves to do he not only loves to pair beer with food but he loves to sort of mix Next in beer. one of our first dates you and i you we oh, that's were having right. lemonades with beers, and we were tasting all these things, and um, oh, you remember. that's why I like you. Aww. That's why I remember. <laughs> oh, my God. But again, the, another game changer, shrub. And it's also another way to use up fruits that you might, all right, I'm not going to get to it, but you want to still be able to enjoy it. Do yeah. the, uh, follow the shrub technique on it. With the rhubarb, I'm going to really... I think it might still. I mean, I can't get away from it. I think uh, Amish, it must be the Lancaster County in me. You're going to put from some here. strawberry in it? Yeah, I'll put some strawberry in with it. There's like that's, strawberry and that's rhubarb. That's great. I don't understand why people pair them together because everyone thinks strawberries are really sweet. They're very they, acidic and very tart. And so is rhubarb. So it's so funny. Well, you just add a lot of sugar. Remember, like for uh, broccoli rob, mm -hmm. adding the lemon juice to it same kind of thing it's like you know That's they're true. both bitter but it's for whatever reason there must be some kind of chemical thing i don't know how they got started on the whole strawberry with rhubarb well they but... come at season at the same time so well there's that yeah that's probably you know what grows thinking, together oh, there goes, goes together, together Johnny. <laughs> oh my gosh is that like validation right there <laughs> strawberries and rhubarb 
<laughs> oh, but I did do a really yummy apple and rhubarb crumble, which was nice. Yes. Because I, I had a lot of apples lying around. I know. I still have to get the. But I love apples, so you know. <laughs> and we're we're we coming. In our, is the apple season like this is where like we should be coming to the end of that sim because like they do like the the way that they. Have I mean, it. apples are a storage crop, so yeah, we've yeah. been eating apples that have been in storage. Oh, absolutely. Um. But there's a technique to it, for, like how Kaufman's does it. That yeah, keeps yeah. Them, it's like you're eating, I mean. They're very they're crisp. They're crisper crisp than anything you get yeah. in a grocery store. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't talked to Matt in a couple weeks. But uh, we're hoping other fruits will be coming. Last year, you know, with Hot Spoon, we make a peach and lavender fruit spread. We couldn't get any peaches last year because um, we had a last-minute frost, which destroyed all of the, the stone yeah. fruit. So hopefully, with all this warm weather, we aren't going to be getting that. So I'm we hoping we'll good. have more fruit this summer than we did last summer. I think the first fruit, when we looked at the calendar, because they had that really cute it's really calendar. Cherry cherries. Yeah, that and the apricot. And I think apricots. there was an apricot. Yeah, so those are stone yeah. fruits. So we'll be looking forward to that. Yeah, last year was so hard to get any stone fruits. Well, it happens when that. I did, but like you said, we really had some interesting weather. Just so like it was still cool, but not cold. That like mm -hmm. yeah, and again. Lancaster County folks, this is why we need to preserve it because Lancaster County sits in that sweet spot, like for temperatures usually. So well, it's just like France. Oh, we're just like France. We're, we're so just like French. We're just like the French. Well, there's a lot of wineries around here. No, no, the same I know. Climate and our soil, France. then too. The and our soil, soils, climate. our terroir is wonderful. So that's what grows together goes together for this. Um, yeah, we covered it all. Episode. I'm really excited about, um, hopefully starting in June, we'll be getting more of the spring peas and asparagus. Um, everyone thinks of like spring, I don't know where these chefs are getting these spring vegetables in March because asparagus has barely hit us yet. So we're really excited for well, this. Well, like, my neighbor, he has two greenhouses though, like the mm. big long ones. He grows these exotic plants and that's why I think I got asparagus off of him. But then my, we have like wild asparagus, like our neighbor had planted years ago and it just keeps on coming back to me now it's just like a weed so i don't know if i can ever tame it again to cultivate like it might be interesting to try and like the, can you eat it um does it make asparagus it makes like the thick woody kind of asparagus but i don't know maybe if i catch it in time i like, think I if you just um harvest it earlier yeah so that so it is up and i think it's just again goes back to like come harvest your asparagus johnny <laughs> watch out you like it's like it's all over the place and then it starts growing into like a almost like a bush so that's like, so that... cool i cannot wait for gabe and i to like have a house so we can like have an asparagus patch like that is my i've made it when i have an asparagus patch Okay. So that's my Chef that's Diana. You know, like Chef Diana, like this, <laughs> these are milestones. Like I have an asparagus patch. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. And here I am thinking, like, well, she'll have made it when she has one of those fancy greenhouses that have like the stone bottom to it, and and one of those. What do they call them? The potier, a potage garden, or potier, the, the one that's like right off the portage. Door. Portage. It's a off kitchen the, garden. Yeah, a kitchen garden. As, why are you I looking just, at No, I just, <laughs> like, <laughs> I like this life that you've envisioned for me. No, no, I, mean, no. I just want an asparagus patch. That's all I care about. I see crushed stone pathways through oh raised gosh. garden breads. It's like wow. a Well, that's really Gabriel's um, <laughs> territories in charge of the garden. But anyhow, we'll have different we stuff. We digress. So thank you so much for tuning in. Again, I have John and Kat with me. I'm Chef Dennis Smedley from Lancaster Local Provisions. You can check out all of our wonderful items in our marketplace at LancasterLocalProvisions.com. Or if you just want to browse some recipes and get some kitchen inspiration, check out ChefDianasKitchen.com. Happy cooking!